it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday. You know what that means. It's time for another Raw Review. This is your Raw Review for February 8th, 2021. We are rolling straight towards Elimination Chamber, and we have not one, but not two, but three matches confirmed tonight on Monday Night Raw for that pay-per-view. And boy, oh boy... <laughs> The first one is doozy. So we'll just get right into the match. And as you can tell, I'm in a great mood tonight. And you want to know why? Because once again, Randy Orton was laid out flat on his back. It's a wonderful thing to see. And I know my boy is over it. I know the ropes are all on, up in arms over it. So that being said... Let's get on with the show. So, biggest surprise coming out of the opening segment. We have Adam Pierce in the ring introducing the returning Shane McMahon. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, here comes the money once again. I love that theme song so much. It's nice to see Shane every once in a while pop in and do some, some random stuff. But tonight was a special announcement, and Shane seems to be giving all the credit to Adam Pierce, telling him he's been doing a wonderful job. So part of me wondering if this is going to turn into some type of storyline or promotion for him. Maybe they'll make him an actual general manager which I think these shows desperately need again. I would love to see it personally. I've been advocating for Adam Pierce to be GM of Raw or SmackDown for the longest time now. So this might be, the for me, the closest thing to actually saying, hey, maybe we'll do it. So we'll see. But that big announcement is that at Elimination Chamber, which is going to be a week from this Sunday, I know, we just had a pay-per-view. We have NXT St. Vengeance or Vengeance Day or whatever the hell they call it. This upcoming Sunday. And then the following Sunday is Elimination Chamber. And Drew McIntyre will be defending his WWE Championship inside of the Elimination Chamber match where he will face 
five former WWE champions. Those gentlemen happen to be Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, The Miz, and Sheamus. So that's going to be one hell of a match, number one. Number two makes you wonder, if Miz gets eliminated early, will he wait until the match is near its conclusion and then decide to cash in his money in the bank title? Will he decide to just wait until Mania like he talked about at some point tonight? Well, you know, who knows? We'll see. But that match being announced, kicking off the show, some good stuff right there. But after that, we jump right into our first match. It's AJ Styles with Omos taking on Jeff Hardy. Surprisingly enough, AJ Styles gets the win with the calf crusher. Now, that move has been hit or miss when it comes to making people actually submit, but it's nice to see that it's actually getting some time in the sun again. So he gets the win. Um, we had this nice little segment in the back of Keith Lee saying how he was going to take out Riddle tonight or at least defeat him tonight and then throw his hat into the ring when it comes to the U.S. title. So that match was made for later tonight. First time matchup, I believe they said, for WWE, which is uh, pretty cool. Um, I know Keith has been struggling with uh, COVID, which is why he's been out lately. So it's nice to see people coming back because the show felt so full. Um, Coming especially off of last week's show where it was a great bounce back from the last few weeks. And this episode tonight really kind of kept the momentum going, especially going into Elimination Chamber. Um, for me, it's it's definitely one of my favorites. I know a lot of people are not really big on the gimmicky pay-per-views, but I don't know what it is. Ever since its original inception uh, of Elimination Chamber, I've always been kind of enthralled by it. I thought it would, I just love the fact that it's just so ginormous. I've actually even been inside of it when I went to um, WWE Access uh, way back when, when I went to uh, WrestleMania in Dallas. Uh, so that thing is scary, just even though it's just kind of there. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's scary. So I don't know. I've always just been attracted to it, and, I, and I, I like what they've done with the upgrade to it over the last few years. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to these matches. Uh, I'm also um, trying to figure out how many we're actually going to have. So it would be nice if they had at least two. Normally they do, but we'll see. So, so far we at least have the WWE Championship involved. I doubt Roman's going to have one for Universal title. Um, they might do something with the middle, you know, with the Intercontinental title, maybe the tag titles. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. SmackDown's coming this Friday, so we'll see what's going on. But moving on with matches... We ended up having New Day and Retribution going one-on-one, continuing that feud that Xavier Woods has been in. Kofi now cleared for action back in the ring. Kofi and Woods 
getting the victory tonight. But Xavier Woods isn't done. Remember, he's two and two with retribution. He needs reckoning. He wants reckoning. Reckoning wants to fight him. I want to see it. I love myself some intergender, uh, inter, intergender wrestling, and I would love to see it happen again, especially on Raw. So we'll see. We'll see if they actually pull the trigger and they allow it to happen. But we'll see. I have to say big props for Ali being on commentary. Um, you could feel the anger coming out of him. He does such a wonderful job with his whole character and with I know a lot of people really crapped on um, retribution. Myself included, especially during the very beginning. Um, but they've kind of they've kind of turned it around for me. Um, I want obviously want them to succeed. Uh, I like the fact that they're starting to do some storylines, and obviously we're going to end up with Ali versus Kofi Kingston at WrestleMania. So I'm I'm for it. I, I want to see how this goes and, and, and what happens going forward. So up next, we have Charlotte going face-to-face with her father, Ric Flair, and Lacey Evans. Rick and Lacey stating that their relationship is just casual, that Rick is just helping out Lacey trying to learn, you know, from, you know, under the tree of the, you know, dirtiest player in the game. Charlotte, though, doesn't want to hear it, challenges Lacey to a match, but her emotions get the best for her. She ends up getting disqualified. And because of that, it looks like Lacey Evans will be now getting a raw women's title shot. And it was later confirmed in the evening that she will challenge Asuka at Elimination Chamber for the Raw Women's Championship. This could be interesting because if by some chance Asuka drops the title at Elimination Chamber and Lacey's able to hold on to it going into WrestleMania, we could have Lacey Evans versus Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania for the Royal Women's title. And I would not hate that. Lacey has busted her behind and has come very far since she's first shown up. And I know a lot of people are not fans of hers and whatnot, but I've been a fan of hers since her NXT days when she first showed up. Um, So I'm happy to see that she's even in the position she's in now. And I know a lot of people are, are crapping all over the the, the segments that she's in with Rick and the whole, you know, thinking this is some type of like, you know, sleeping with Ray, uh, with Rick to get ahead type of bullshit, but it's not. You know, it's come on, guys. You know, not everything is as perverted as you guys like to make it out to be. <laughs> but we'll see where this goes. I'm hoping that it ends up turning into something good for Lacey, especially. Um, I'd like to see Lacey and Charlotte at Mania. I think that would be pretty good. Um, I know their match tonight had some issues, but hopefully they can get all that cleaned up by the time uh, Mania rolls around. So after that, we had Edge coming out, giving an update on his opponent for WrestleMania. And he essentially just let everybody know that he will not be making his decision until after Elimination Chamber. 
because he doesn't know who the WWE champion is going to be because obviously with uh, Drew defending against five elite caliber wrestlers, it's going to be interesting. Drew may not walk out with the championship, but we'll see what happens. Uh, Ms. Morrison and Angel Garza come out afterwards, and Edge tries to be cute, tries to talk some smack on the mic, but Edge just eviscerates him and just leaves him in a puddle. It was beautiful to watch. <laughs> uh, after that, we ended up getting Angel Garza versus Archer of Infamy himself, Damian Priest, with Bad Bunny. Now, Bad Bunny's been around, I think this is his third time on WWE programming, but he's, I've come around on him. Because normally with most celebrities, they're just there for their payday and they leave. He actually looks like he's having a blast, especially with Damien Priest. I like where this is going. This might end up turning into some type of WrestleMania event. So maybe with Priest and Bad Bunny versus uh, Miz and Morrison. So we'll see. There's always going to be some type of celebrity match at WrestleMania. So this one seems to be what it's going to be. So, hey, I'm okay with it. We are ready to go. Uh, Priest does obviously end up getting the big victory here. uh, But not before Bad Bunny gets both Miz and Morrison ejected from ringside. Uh, Bad Bunny steals the (laughs) money in the big briefcase. Gets Miz and Morrison's attention. He runs around the ring, tosses it in the ring. Morrison goes in after it. The ref catches him, and then the ref tosses them both out. So pretty smart move. I liked it. I, I, I enjoyed it. So uh, we'll see what happens. Our next match was the match I did talk about earlier. Keith Lee versus Matt Riddle. And this was one hell of a match. Uh, I, I really enjoyed this. Uh, both these guys can definitely go. Uh, Keith Lee does get the big victory uh, with one hell of the spirit bomb. Um, and then after that, Lashley attacks both of them, lays them both out. And it looks like we may be having our third match set up for Elimination Chamber, but we'll see if it ends up happening. After that, we had a tables match. This is the culmination of nine weeks of pain that Lana has gone through versus Nia Jax. Obviously, with her injury, the terrible timing of it all, and her not able to get her final say, she got it tonight. Nia controlled the match, but she made one fatal mistake. And broke her butt. <laughs> Probably one of the greatest sound clips we'll have for quite a while. As she screams, oh no, oh god, my hole. <laughs> Before Lana pushes her through a table that was set up on the outside. Giving Lana the victory. This, of course, infuriated Shayna Baszler. She came in and attacked Lana, which then prompted Naomi, who would come out with Lana, to fend off Baszler. And then those two end up having a match. Naomi gets the victory there because Shannon Baszler decided she wanted to pay more attention to Lana on the outside. Uh, 
Then Naomi on the inside, and once you try to get back in the ring, Naomi rolled her up in a small package and you need to go to the one, two, three. After that, we went to our main event. Now, as you know, anybody who's been watching um, the show, watching, you know, listening to this podcast and other in my SmackDown study, and who follow both myself and Know the Ropes podcasts know that this has been a feud that has been running for quite some time now. It's a nice, play, playful feud between the two of us. You know, my guy Sam over at Know the Ropes, big Randy Orton fan, comes from St. Louis just like he does, you know, et cetera, et cetera, all the nice, fun stuff. Now, me, naturally, got to be anti-Randy because you can't be pro-Randy if we're going to have a playful feud. So I've gone back and forth between, you know, Drew and Edge and The Fiend. And, you know, they've all had their measures of success and failure against Randy. And it's worked out, you know, almost mostly in my benefit. Except, you know, for that one pay-per-view where a certain character got burned alive and then they decided to destroy our logo in the same fashion. I I, I don't forget. Just to let you know, I don't forget. (laughs) So our main event tonight, Unfinished Business, they call it, between Randy Orton and WWE Champion Drew McIntyre. Now, earlier in the night, my buddies over at Know the Ropes sent out a tweet saying, you know, I just want this to be a match with no interference so we can find out that, you know, Randy's the best, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right. I even wrote back and I said, ha, ah, that's cute. Probably not going to happen. Well, five minutes in, not even five minutes in, Sheamus comes out. Tries to get Drew distracted and actually helps out Randy. So that gets tossed out the window. There goes our clean match. So whatever happens afterwards obviously doesn't matter anymore. So as we get towards the end of this matchup, it's pretty 50-50, which I would expect between these two. Um And it looked like Drew was about to get the uh, Claymore going for Randy. Sheamus decides to get involved. And Broke kicks Randy, which then causes Drew to Claymore Sheamus. Match gets tossed out. And Drew's standing tall. They hit Drew's music. Drew takes his title and pretty much shoves it in Sheamus' face. Randy's off, laid out, motionless in the corner. You know, an afterthought on the show, so it didn't matter. But Drew stands tall. So once again, my man wins. I don't don't want to hear the nonsense of, oh, could have been a disqualification for Randy. No, no, no. Who stood tall at the end of this whole show? Drew McIntyre, my guy. End of story. And also, we'll wrap this up tonight with a nice little bow for the United States Championship at Elimination Chamber. It is a triple threat match. 
between Bobby Lashley, Keith Lee, and Riddle. So that match will be fire. I will. <laughs> I want to see Lashley and Keith Lee go at it one on one. I hope that happens at Mania. So yeah, that'll be insane, and I can't wait to see it. But yeah, that was Raw tonight. Pretty good. I enjoyed it. Didn't it, it didn't lag. It kind of went by real quick too, just like it did the previous week. So I'll give it another B. On the right track, boys. Keep it going. Elimination Chamber in 13 days from this recording. So I look forward to seeing what happens next, especially next week. Go home show. Hopefully it, it it's given more than it does this past week. SmackDown coming up. We'll see what happens. We'll see if there are any more matches made for the card. But, guys... That's the show tonight. If you don't already, please follow us on Twitter, media underscore Bedlam. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube as Bedlam Media. And you can find myself on pretty much everything as Scotty Gaystream. Our podcast can be found pretty much on any podcast platform out there. If we're not a part of your particular podcast platform that you listen to, let us know. Tweet us. Comment on one of our, our posts. Let us know, hey, you know, I listened to such and such. You guys aren't there. You guys, you know, fix that. Sure. We'll go out. We'll try to get ourselves attitude that way for your, all your one-stop shop. When it comes to your podcast needs, we'll be there so you can listen to the bedroom as well. So I'm very happy that Ross seems to have turned that corner. Hopefully this moment continues. Guys, once again, thank you so much for listening. You guys are amazing. We really appreciate you. And we can't wait to talk to you guys again. SmackDown study coming out this upcoming for, uh, upcoming Saturday. And Sam and mine's newest Above the Ring will be out on Friday. Thank you guys again. And don't forget, most importantly, to join the Bedlam. Good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.